the environmental consequences of the war in Ukraine. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The world watched in horror last week as Russian forces invaded Ukraine in an unprovoked act of aggression. The full extent of the toll and trauma may not be known for some time. Also to be assessed will be the impact on the environment. One concern is damage from nuclear material and other toxic chemicals stored throughout the country. Russian forces occupied the abandoned Chernobyl nuclear power plant, which in 1986, when under the control of the Soviet Union, was the site of the world's worst nuclear disaster. The meltdown sent radioactive clouds over parts of Europe and left a 1,000-square-mile fallout zone of contaminated soils and waste that remains dangerous to this day. Experts are warning that explosions and even tank and truck movements in the area might disturb nuclear waste, a problem exacerbated by staff who are conducting decommissioning of the plant, reportedly being taken hostage. Russian missiles hit an oil terminal southwest of the capital, Kyiv, and people were warned about possible toxic fumes. Ukrainian President Zelensky's office said Russian forces also blew up a gas pipeline in Kharkiv, the country's second largest city, and residents were told to protect themselves from the smoke by covering their windows with damp cloth or gauze. There has been growing concern of the environmental consequences of the conflict in the Donbass region of eastern Ukraine. It's heavily industrialized and has many chemical factories, and also home to remnants of Soviet-era nuclear test sites and abandoned mines, which have been leaching toxins into local waterways. In addition, conflict in the area has degraded wastewater infrastructure, which is leading to pollution of local rivers. UNICEF says access to clean drinking water has been a daily challenge for residents of the Donbass region. The weapons of war themselves are environmental hazards. Burned-out tanks, transport vehicles, and downed aircraft leave behind toxic contamination that could affect ecosystems for years to come. A first-ever report from the UN Environment Program says that wildfires are becoming more intense and frequent, occurring in places that have never been affected. The researchers say climate change will increase the risk of devastating fires by almost 14 percent in just eight years and by nearly 60 percent by the end of the century. The risks vary around the planet. In some areas like sub-Saharan Africa, drought has killed off grasses, reducing fires over the past 20 years. However, wildfires are flaring up in unexpected places like peatlands that are drying out and on thawing permafrost where there are no resources to fight fire. The UN researchers said that in places where there have always been wildfires, they're burning longer and hotter. While the report focuses on extreme fire events, the authors say that even smaller ones will increase as land use changes and as populations grow. Not all fires are harmful and some serve an ecological purpose. However, the report says we are not prepared for those that burn over thousands of square kilometers and urges a reallocation of financial resources from fighting fires to preventing them. 
A report out last week from the International Energy Agency said that methane leaks from oil and gas pipelines, wells, and coal operations are 70% higher than what governments are reporting. Methane is responsible for nearly one-third of the global warming that has occurred since the start of the Industrial Revolution, even though it remains in the atmosphere much shorter than CO2. The agency said if the world's methane leaks in 2021 had been plugged, the amount of gas captured could have supplied all of Europe's power needs. There is existing technology to capture leaking methane and not vent it or flare it off by burning. Norway has introduced strict regulations and has some of the world's best infrastructure. According to the report, global emissions from oil and gas operations would fall by more than 90% if all producing countries matched Norway's efforts. And finally, eating fruits and vegetables are good for your health, of course, but can the manner in which they're grown make them more nutritious? A new study says yes. Research from the University of Washington found that using regenerative farming practices, such as not tilling the soil, adding cover crops, and having plant diversity, affects the nutritional content of the food. In side-by-side -side comparisons, Farms following soil health practices for at least five years had crops with better nutritional profiles than the same ones grown on neighboring conventional farms. They also contained more vitamins and minerals, as well as more phytochemicals, compounds that have been shown to reduce inflammation and boost human health. Additionally, they were lower in sodium, cadmium, and nickel, elements considered detrimental. The researchers believe the reason is that soils at farms using regenerative practices had more microbes and fungi, which boost beneficial compounds in crops. The study was small, only involving 10 farms, mostly in the Midwest and in the eastern U.S., so the researchers plan to do more trials and take another bite of the apple. That's it for this Week in Water, which is sponsored by Bring Back the Blue, working to remove plastics from the ocean to support energy projects and the blue economy. Learn more at bringbacktheblue.blue.